This is the Value Investor Podcast with Tracy Reinick. All things value, all the time. Welcome back, value investors. So it's been a good year here in 2021 for value investors as some of the hottest industries have been in value. Yes, we have been hot. That is, of course, in energy, the banks, and a third area, third industry, agriculture. Now, I want to focus on the agriculture stocks in this podcast um, and take a look at them going into next year in 2022, because I know I talked about them earlier on in the year, and now it's good time to revisit and see, is the story still as hot? Are we still in the early innings of a bull market in agriculture? I think we are. So, but I wanted to take a deeper dive and take a look at it. And um, it's looking pretty interesting. So who is talking about the ag stocks? Um, almost no one. If you if you even watch CNBC or Fox Business, if you, um, you know, check on the chat boards, stock twits, trending stocks, all those areas, you're not really going to see any agriculture names up there. Um, and that's good. That's good for us value investors because that means there's still basically hidden gems. And the overall market has not yet caught on to the fact that they're in this bull market and things are different right now than several years ago. So agriculture, as you know, can be several different areas like energy can be. So it can be the food companies themselves, the ones who make the food ingredients like an ADM or a Bungie. It could be the equipment makers like John Deere or Agco um, and some of the uh, retail distributors of the equipment where the farmers actually go uh, kind of like the auto dealership, but a farm equipment, <laughs> they go in to buy the tractor there. And then there's the fertilizer and agribusiness side. And the fertilizers, obviously, we know what that is. That's the fertilizers the farmers use to grow the crops. And agribusiness could be a combination of things. It could mean that they're selling the fertilizers. It can mean storage, seeds, uh, the tractors, other things. And so that is kind of a combination catch-all area in agribusiness. Now, agriculture are cyclical stocks, just like energy is. And they're coming out of that big bear market, as I said, as fertilizer prices have been depressed for numerous years. So the fertilizer producers were just basically trying to hang on. So they saw some consolidation in the industry during that period that would be normal in bear markets where the big guys buy out some of the small guys and uh you know just try to increase production they um try to cut as much cost as possible waiting for the time when the commodity price will rise and now we are in that so some of the fertilizer prices are at seven-year highs. That would be like the phosphates and the potash side. And then the nitrogen side is basically closer at all-time highs, which is a little scary here. That's the urea side. It's been really soaring. Now, we could see some demand destruction from farmers based on some of these prices as it just gets so high, even the farmers don't want to buy it. And we could see that on some of the urea side, because that's hotter than the 
phosphate side. And so you could see farmers switching crops to grow the one that's with using the cheaper fertilizers. So we could see some of that, but both are surging and both are going uh, to boost the bottom lines of the producers who are making both kinds of fertilizers. You can't really escape the rising prices as a farmer. However, crop prices are also higher. So that's giving farmers some wiggle room here, uh, you know, because they're getting more for their crop to also pay more for the fertilizers. So who are the companies that you should be watching here? I uh, picked out five of the fertilizer and agribusiness names that I like that all have very strong Zach's ranks right now as well. They've all reported earnings now. So we're just heading into the fourth quarter for them and looking forward to 2022. And a lot of them gave a lot of good color about what they see happening going forward, just like the energy companies are doing. So what are these companies and what does it look like if you're interested in jumping in and maybe joining in on this agricultural bull? Um, let's, let's dive right in. Okay, the first one out the gate is CF Industries, ticker CF. They're one of the largest producers of the nitrogen fertilizers. Um, that's the urea. They um, are among the more expensive on a PE basis out of the stocks I'm going to cover today. So, um, but that that's because the underlying earnings for this year aren't looking so great, but next year it's looking really good. So year to date, these shares are up 70.9% now. So you might look at that and you might look at their chart and be like, eh, why am I getting in here? It's already had the big run. But again, with these cyclical stocks, the run has a long runway and we're only in the first couple of innings of the agricultural bull. So usually these don't last just like one year, they're multi-year bulls. And so I do foresee further upside in these stacks. Okay, so that PE now is um, hanging out right around 20. So that's considered expensive for this industry right now. So this is the most expensive stock in a PE level and it's about 20 times. So in 2021, they're expected to make 325, but next year it's gonna explode by 198% and they're expected to make $9.70. So not too shabby from 325 to 9.70. Um, so they also pay a dividend yielding 1.8% because it's one of the bigger of the producers and they are Zach's number one strong buy here. So keep that in mind with CF Industries. This is one of the bigger ones, but you're on the nitrogen side mostly if you are buying CF. Okay, then switching over to the potash side with Mosaic, ticker MOS is Mosaic, and they are on the potash side and the phosphates. And Mosaic, um, really great quarter that they just reported because those phosphates and potash prices are soaring. They're up over 50% year over year now for all of these companies. And so that's really going to the bottom line here with many of them. Um, I'm just looking right now just to kind of see what the rank is. Oh, we're at a two. Okay, so Mosaic's a rank two buy. 
it's dirt cheap. PE is 7.3. So why is it dirt cheap? Because these shares did sell off on the earnings. So year to date, they're up 59.8%. So that sounds pretty good. But over the last month, they're down 11.3. So this really looks like a buying opportunity here because the street is getting a little spooked on it for some reason. So here in 2021, expected to make $5.10. In 2022, expected to make $7.54, up 47% for 2022. And they, on November 11th, just released a sales volume report for October, which was super strong again. And then they said this in the press release, Mosaic is seeing strong demand for nutrients, having already committed and priced 40% of the phosphate segments, expected sales um, for the first quarter of 2022. I have some scribble there and I can't read what I'm saying. <laughs> But okay, so they've already committed and priced 40% of the phosphate segments uh, going beyond Q4. So this is into the first quarter of 2022. So you can see that they are expecting this hotness to continue. They do pay a dividend. It's yielding 0.8% right now. So that's among the lower of the dividend yields. So you're not really buying this one for the dividend. But if you're looking for just a pure play fertilizer producer on the potash and phosphate side, Mosaic is the name for you. Then we're going to switch over to the uh, one of the smallest caps I'm going to talk about, and it's called Intrepid Potash, ticker IPI, and they have a forward P of 19.3. So they're also a little bit on the more expensive side, but they have an interesting business mix that's a little different than some of the other two that I just mentioned. So they specialize in potassium, magnesium, sulfur, salt, and water to the ags, animal feed, and the oil and gas industries. So for oil and gas, um, it's used, its products are used in high-speed mixing services for drilling and completion. Now in the third quarter, which is normally their slowest cash flow quarter of the year, they saw big cash flow. It jumped up to 8 million in the quarter from a loss of 3 million last year. And that was due to the high fertilizer pricing and increased oil field sales. So their potash price was up 60% year over year. So they're really seeing the gains there as they are a producer of the potash side of things. So year to date, these shares are up 78%. But over the last month, they have come down. So they had like a 20% drop on earnings, which was a little bit overdone, let's just say. And it has rebounded off those lows, but it's still up only 3.4% in the last month. So the street getting a little bit just nervous and taking some profits on some of these names. Intrepid Potash does not have a dividend and they're not doing a share buyback. They do have a market cap of just 575 million. So they are small. Um, their, their free cash flow in that quarter was 8 million. They now have 26 million in cash on hand. So it's unclear going into next year if the conditions remain this bullish and they're seeing this really great free cash flow going forward if they won't give it back to the shareholders in some form. We're going to have to wait and see. But um, this is one to keep watch. And I like it because it does have that oil and gas business. None of the other ones do. 
And both of these areas, both the ag side and oil and gas are now in the bull market at the same time. So Intrepid Potash could be perfectly situated to take advantage of both bull markets. So they are Zach's number one rank, strong buy. And um, I like what's going on with them a lot right here. Um, I didn't take a look at their earnings. Let's see. I have a feeling that they're probably little covered because of their small market cap. So that's one of the things you do have to watch out for that it might only have, yeah, it only has one analyst on it. But um, looking at it, that analyst is bullish, expected to make 220 this year and 523 next year, a gain of 137%. So another one of these that's, they're all kind of looking the same, right? Going into next year, because these market conditions are expected to remain this hot. So um, still cheap, even with that slightly higher PE of 19 times because the E side of things is looking so bullish. Okay, switching over to our fourth stock. Did I say the ticker on Intrepid Potash IPI? Just gonna throw that in there, IPI for that one. Okay, the fourth stock is Nutrien, ticker NTR. I own this in my own personal portfolio and in the value investor portfolio here at Zacks. It's always been one of my favorite stocks. I used to own Agrium back in the day, but then I sold it when it went into the bear market. Um, Agrium merged with Potash, and this is a Canadian company. So now it's kind of this powerhouse of both fertilizer side and agribusiness. So it's one of the few that does manufacture all three of the main, well, all of the fertilizers, both the Potash side and the nitrogen side. So it's seeing the benefits, the benefits of you know being in all of the hot names. So unlike CF or uh, Mosaic, you don't really have to choose with Nutrien. That's also why I like it. And they just had a record third quarter. They had a record uh, three quarters in a row to start the year of free cash flow. So get this, their free cash flow for the first three quarters was $2.8 billion. $2.8 billion. And what are they going to do with all that money? So they're reducing their long-term debt over the next six months, they said, by $2 billion, and they're going to repurchase some shares. They also have a dividend, which they've always paid quite a high dividend yield. So during the bear market, you would stick around. They always uh, paid out a quite nice dividend. And right now, it's yielding about 2.7% right now. But look for that to maybe be increased as well if this free cash flow like this continues. So again, they have all three of the fertilizers. Well, they have potash, phosphates, urea. Um, they've been increasing their potash production to meet demand. So their volumes are up on the potash side, but they have been saying that they're selling out of the potash. Now, also what's going on on the fertilizer side is that other countries that are big producers, Russia and China are forbidding exports. So they're keeping it at home right now. So that's really put, a tightening into the, the marketplace and hence the price is really you know going crazy because the inventories are extremely low but demand is high so keep that in mind when you're thinking about these fertilizer stocks now too um, they also have this very exciting uh, agribusiness called nutrient ag solutions that's their retail side in the third quarter it grew revenue in the double digits 
Uh, last year, they launched online retail, so the farmers can just go right online onto their portal and buy what they want. They thought it would be a good business, but thought it would kind of gather steam slowly. But no, that's not what happened. It came roaring out of the gate. Then the pandemic happened. It was perfectly positioned to capture online sales, so it has. So that's a huge part of their business. So I kind of consider Nutrien to be somewhat of a tech company as well because they have this big marketplace now for the farmers that really no one else is doing and no one else can compete with. So I like that aspect of Nutrien as well. So what does their PE look like? They're trading at just 12 times because, again, their earnings are on the rise. So they're expected to make 562 this year. Next year, expected to make 761. That's up 35%. So not quite as dramatic as some of these others, but they're also one of the big guys. They have a market cap of 38 billion. So to grow earnings for next year, 35% is still pretty impressive. Now, year to date, these shares are up 40%. And over the last month, they're actually down almost 5% since they reported this record earnings. I don't know what the street is thinking. Maybe they're thinking peak earnings with some of these, but I'm not, and you shouldn't be either. So I'm still waiting on the sidelines to add to my position here because it could go lower in a bigger market sell-off because, again, the overall street is basically not paying any attention to any of these. And so on a bigger correction, there will be profit taking in some of these names, given the big rallies we've seen this year. So while it's cheap right here, and I don't I don't dislike buying it here, if I can get it even cheaper, I would be very glad to dollar cost average into my position at a cheaper price um, indeed. So I'm looking to do that and keep it on your watch list for any further weakness for sure. <clears throat> I would consider this a strong buy, and it is a Zach's number one strong buy right now. Okay, then our fifth stock is a little different than some of these other names because it's pure agribusiness. And it's always been one of my favorites, and I'm glad to see that it too has finally broken out. So it is the Andersons, and I always add the the because they do. It's the Andersons, A-N-D-E is the ticker. They're in Ohio, and... They are more, as I said, on the agribusiness side. So they do have a plant nutrient division, but they're not manufacturing the uh, fertilizer. They don't have you know, the mines and things to do that, but they sell it to the farmers. So they have the distribution network and they have um, their own like specific products on like for turf, for like golf courses and stuff. If you own the golf course, you're not necessarily calling up, you know, CF Industries or Mosaic Direct and saying, hey, I need some, some uh, you know, specialized nutrients to keep my golf course looking good. But you do call the Andersons. So they're a distributor of these products. And they also distribute industrial products like de-icing. So keep that in mind. So plant nutrients is formulate, store, and distribute is what they say on their website. And they did see a loss in that division in the third quarter, but they expect that to turn around in Q4 due to all the things I just mentioned previously with Nutrien due to the tight supplies. Farmers are uh, 
you know, still buying the fertilizers and the farming industry is still doing well. So they will be buying and they will be buying from the Andersons, among others. So they also have an ethanol group and they have this other group called Trade, which saw all time record earnings in the third quarter. And Trade owns and operates 70 grain terminals in the US and Canada. So those grain terminals store corn, soybean, wheats, among other commodities. Um, they also have like a trading services because they said they had an office now in Switzerland. So keep that in mind. Now, ethanol, also pretty good in the third quarter. The margins have strengthened, they said, through the fall, and they're looking for better margins on that group going into Q4. They have reduced their long-term debt by $300 million this year because they, too, have had strong free cash flows. Now, this third quarter was the best one since 2014 for the Andersons. So, um, as I said, we are entering or have entered into a bull market for the agriculture sector. So you're going to start to see these best quarter sense announcements in a lot of these companies because this is the time for them again. Um, what do those earnings estimates look like? So they're expected to make, I can't read my, lit, my writing here, 279, I think it says. <laughs> um, but next year, only 171. So that was a little bit um, shocking, right? that why is it a decline with all these market conditions? That's down 39%. But they did just sell off one of their big divisions. They had a rail leasing division and they sold it on October 1st. They closed that deal and uh, they sold it for 543 million. Now the Andersons only has a market cap of 1.2 billion. So that was a big sale, big division that's going away. So I'm assuming that's the decline in the earnings is because that division has gone away. What are they doing with any kind of cash from that? They are um, going to reduce long-term debt and um, I'm not sure if they're giving it anything back to the shareholders on that one. I think they still pay, let me look. They used to pay a dividend. I'm not sure if they still are right now. Um, yes, they do with a 1.9 dividend yield. So that's always been a kind of a nice thing that the Andersons has always given back to shareholders. Now, year to date, these shares are up about 50%, which is pretty hot, right? Over the last month, they're up 17.6%. So they haven't seen the big sell-off like some of the other, you know, more pure play producers on the fertilizer side, but they are off their recent highs by about 4%, had a little mini pull back here, but not quite yet at that correction. So I would be interested in Anderson's on further weakness here. The shares are still cheap trading at 13 times, and they are one of the few publicly traded that's on this agribusiness side where they do have the grain terminals and um, you know they're distributing products directly to the um, farmers themselves. Now, it only as market cap, as I said, of 1.2 billion. So we only have one analyst on it with one estimate. So it's little followed on the street. It does have a Zach's rank of number three, which is our hold right now because those estimates aren't really doing anything. But um, if that one analyst adjusts lower, remember that this Zach's rank will fall to a four or a five, even though the underlying fundamentals are still 
really solid in their industry and with everything that's going on in their industry. So that's the Andersons A-N-D-E. So my advice is to look for deals in any, any of the hot industries. And if we get an overall market correction or even another pullback, which is like 5%, but a market correction of 10%, eventually we will either you know to end this year or into 2022, we'll, we're gonna get the correction and these stocks will also get cheaper. Some of them already have like Mosaic, but they could get even a lot cheaper and the underlying fundamentals are still so strong heading into 2022 that I would be a buyer on any kind of weakness in this uh, fertilizer agribusiness sector and look for those buying opportunities. Keep them on your watch list and or dollar cost average if you already own some of them because dollar cost averaging is your friend as that uh, stock price drops. So this is an area I like a lot. The earnings can't be denied right here, but that's the start of a bull market in a commodities-based business when the commodity is red hot and the industry gets red hot. Same with energy and soon same with the banks. Um, I'm gonna be covering all of these as we head into 2022 on a deeper level because these are the areas that value investors should be looking at heading into next year. So let me recap the tickers again. There was CF Industries, the biggest on the nitrogen side, ticker CF. Mosaic, the biggest on the potash phosphate side, ticker MOS. Then we had Intrepid Potash. That combines with the oil services business. That's kind of unique. Two in one with Intrepid Potash, ticker IPI. Then Nutrien, one of the big guys that has all the fertilizers plus the agribusiness, ticker NTR. And then the Andersons, just the agribusiness side, much smaller, but will uh, benefit from this bull market in the industry, ticker A-N-D-E. And as always, because value is, is hot right now, um, I'm gonna be bringing you all the value stocks I can as we head into the end of the year here. What to look for heading into 2022. Are the winners of 2021 going to be the winners of 2022? Well, the ags should be, but what about the other hot areas um, like auto retailers or even just the auto stocks? Will those be winners in 2022? We're gonna discuss it all on future episodes of the Value Investor Podcast. So you don't wanna miss a single one. Get us on Spotify, get us on Amazon Music, get us on Apple Podcasts. We have standalone shows everywhere. We're also on SoundCloud with Zach's Market Edge and get some stocks on the Zach's Market Edge podcast as well. Be sure to get us somewhere and I'll see you next week with some more stocks. This material is being provided for informational purposes only and nothing herein constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice or a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold a security. Do not act or rely upon the information and advice given in this podcast without seeking the services of competent and professional legal, tax, or accounting counsel. Publication and distribution of this podcast is not intended to create and the information contained herein does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. No recommendation or advice is being given as to whether any investment or strategy is suitable for a particular investor. It should not be assumed that any investments in securities, companies, sectors, or markets identify I've described were or will be profitable. All information is current as of the date herein and is subject to change without notice. Any views or opinions expressed may not reflect those of Zach's investment research as a whole.